Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. My name is Sarah Ruth and I'll be your reader today. Today is Friday, the 1st of December, and it's the 18th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. Our parasha, that's the portion from the Torah, is called Vaishlach, which means he sent. And our reading is Genesis chapter 35, verse 12 through 36, verse 19. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. The land that I gave to Abraham and to Isaac, I give it to you, and to your seed after you, I will give the land. Then God went up from him at the place where he had spoken with him. Jacob set up a memorial stone in the place where he had spoken with him, a stone pillar, and he poured a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. Jacob named the place where God spoke with him Beth-El. Then they traveled from Beth-El, and while they were still a distance from entering Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth. But her labor was very difficult. While she was struggling to give birth, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for this is also a son for you. Now, as her soul was departing, for she died, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father named him Benjamin. Then Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. Jacob set up a memorial stone over her grave. It is the memorial stone over Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel journeyed on and set up his tent beyond the Tower of Ader. While Israel was living in that land, Reuben went and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah, and Israel heard about it. Now Jacob had twelve sons. Leah's sons were Jacob's firstborn, Reuben Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Rachel's sons were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's female servant, were Dan and Naphtali. And the sons of Zilpah, Leah's female servant, were Gad and Asher. 
These are Jacob's sons who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Then Jacob came to his father Isaac at Memre of Kiryat Arba, that is Hebron, where Abram, Abraham and Isaac had stayed. Now Isaac's stays were 180 years. Then Isaac breathed his last and died and was gathered to his peoples, old and full of days. So his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Now these are the genealogies of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the daughters of Canaan, Ada, daughter of Elon the Hittite, Aholibamah, daughter of Anna, daughter of Zivion, the Hivite, and Basimeth, daughter of Ishmael, sister of Nebaioth. Ada bore Elephaz to Esau. Basimeth bore Reuel, and Ohelabama bore Jeish, Jalam, and Korah. These were Esau's sons who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Now Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the people of his household, as well as his livestock, all his cattle, and all his possessions that he had acquired in the land of Canaan, and went to the land away from his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too numerous for them to dwell together, and the land where they were residing was unable to support them because of their livestock. So Esau lived in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. So these are the genealogies of Esau, the father of Edom, in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, son of Esau's wife Ada and Reuel, son of Esau's wife Bismath. The sons of Eliphaz were Timon, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Kenes. Now Timnah was a concubine to Esau's son Eliphaz, and she bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These are the sons of Esau's wife Ada. These are Reuel's sons, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were the sons of Esau's wife Besameth. These were the sons of Olibama, daughter of Anna, daughter of Esau's wife Zibion. She bore to Esau Jeush, Jalem, and Korah. These are the chiefs from Esau's sons. The sons of Eliphaz, Esau's firstborn, were Chief Timon, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Gatam, Chief Amalek. These are the chiefs from Eliphaz in the land of Adam. These are the sons of Eda. These are the sons of Esau's son Reuel, Chief Nahath, Chief Zerah, Chief Shammah, Chief Mizah. These are chiefs from Reuel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Esau's wife Basimath. These are the sons of Esau's wife Aholabama, Chief Jeosh, Chief Jalam, Chief Korah. These are the chiefs from Oholabama, daughter of Esau's wife Anna. These are Esau's sons, and these are their chiefs. That is Edom. And this concludes our Torah portion for today. Next, we're going to move on and read from the prophets in 1 Samuel chapter 9. 
Now there was a man of Benjamin, whose name was Kish, son of Ebiel, son of Zeror, son of Bekarath, son of Ephiah, son of a Benjamite. He was a mighty man of valor, and he had a son whose name was Saul, young and handsome. There was no one among Benai Yisrael better than him. From his shoulders and up, he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to his son Saul, Take now one of the servants with you. Get up and look for the donkeys. So he passed through the hill country of Ephraim and passed through the land of Shalisha. But they did not find them. Then they passed through the land of Shalem, but they were not there. Then he passed through the land of Benjamin, but still did not find them. When they arrived in the land of Ziph, Saul said to his servant with him, Come, let's go back. Otherwise my father will stop worrying about the donkeys and start worrying about us. Then his servant said to him, Behold now, there is a man of God in this town, and he is a man held in honor. Everything he says is sure to come true. Now let's go there. Perhaps he'll tell us the way we should go. Then said Saul to his servant, But look, if we go, what would we bring the man? For the bread is gone from our sacks, and there is nothing to bring the man of God as a present. What do we have? The servant answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have in my hand a quarter of a shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God, and he will tell us our way. Formerly, in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, Come, let's go to see the seer. For today's prophet was formerly called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, Well said, come, let's go. So they went to the town where the man of God was. As they went up the hill to the town, they found some girls going out to draw water. And they asked them, Is the seer here? They answered them and said, He is there ahead of you. Hurry now, for he has come today to the town because people have a sacrifice at the high place today. As soon as you enter the town, you'll find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes, because he must first bless the sacrifice. Afterward, the guests can eat. So now get up for you will find him at once. So they went up to the town. As they were entering the town, behold, Samuel was coming out toward them to go up to the high place. One day before Samuel came, the Lord had revealed to him, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you will anoint him ruler over my people Israel. He will deliver my people from the hand of the Philistines, I have observed my people because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord spoke to him, Behold, this is the man I told you about. This one will govern my people. Then Saul approached Samuel inside the gate and asked, Tell me, please, where the seer's house is. Samuel answered Saul by saying, I am the seer. Go up ahead of me to the high place, for today you will eat with me. In the morning, when I send you off, 
I will tell you everything that is in your heart. As for the donkeys that you lost three days ago, don't set your heart on them, for they have been found. Now, for whom is all that is desirable in Israel? Is it not for you and for all your father's household? Saul answered by saying, Am I not a Benjamite from the smallest of the tribes of Israel? And my clan is the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? So why do you say such things to me? Then Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the head of the guests, who numbered about 30 people. Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion that I gave you and told you to set aside. So the cook took up the thigh, raised it, and set it before Saul. Then he said, Here is what has been reserved. Set it before you and eat, because it has been kept until this appointed time for you, since I said I have invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they came down from the high place to the town, he spoke with Saul on the roof. They rose early, and at daybreak, Samuel called to Saul on the roof, saying, Get up, so I may send you off. So Saul got up, and both of them, he and Samuel, went outside. As they were going down toward the edge of the town, Samuel said to Saul, Tell your servant to go ahead of us and pass on. But as for you, stand still a while, so that I may proclaim to you the word of God. That concludes our readings in the prophets today. Next, we're going to read Psalm 49. For the music director, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Hear this, all you peoples. Give ear, all you inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth speaks wisdom. My heart's meditation is understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. I will utter my riddle on the harp. Why should I fear in evil days when the iniquity of my deceivers surrounds me? Or those trusting in their wealth, boasting about their great riches? No man can redeem his brother or give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of a soul is costly. So, One should stop trying forever. Will he live forever and never see the pit? Surely he must see, even wise men die. The fool and the brutish will alike perish, leaving their wealth to others. Their inward thought is, their houses are eternal, their dwellings for generation after generation. They name their lands after themselves. But the pompous man will not endure He is like the beasts that perish. Such is the way of the self-confident and their followers who approve their sayings. Selah. Like sheep, they are destined for Sheol. Death will be their shepherd and the upright will rule over them in the morning. Their image will decay in Sheol, far from its lofty place. But God redeems my soul from the power of Sheol. For he receives me, Selah. 
do not be afraid when a man gets rich, when his house's splendor increases. For when he dies, he takes nothing away. His splendor will not follow him down. Though during his life he congratulates himself, and men praise you when you do well for yourself, he will sit, still join his father's company, who will never see the light. A pompous man, without understanding, he is like the beasts that perish. Lastly, we'll read from the Apostolic Writings. Today's reading is in Mark, chapter 6, verse 30 through verse 56. The twelve emissaries gathered together with Yeshua, and they reported to him all they had done and taught. There were many coming and going, and they had no time even to eat. So he said to them, Come away by yourselves to an isolated place and rest a while. So they left privately by boat to an isolated place. However, the people saw them leaving, and many recognized them. They ran on foot from all the towns to get there ahead of them. As Yeshua came ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he taught them many things. When it was already late, his disciples came to him and said, This place is isolated, and the hour is already late. Send these people away, so they can go into the nearby countryside and the villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered and said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Should we go and spend 200 denarii on bread to give them something to eat? Then he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then Yeshua made them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they reclined in groups of hundreds and fifties. And he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he offered the bracha. He broke the loaves and kept giving them to the disciples to serve to the people, and he divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and fish. Now there were five thousand men who ate the loaves. Right away, Yeshua made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he himself was sending the crowd away. After leaving them, he went up on the hillside to pray. And when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. He saw the disciples struggling to row, for the wind was against them. Around the fourth watch in the night, Yeshua comes to them, walking on the sea, and he wanted to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought he was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them. He said, Take courage, I am. Do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind stopped. They were utterly dumbfounded, for they still hadn't understood about the loaves. Instead, their hearts were hardened. 
After they had crossed over, they came to a land at Gennesaret and set anchor there. As they got out of the boat, immediately people recognized Yeshua. They ran about the region and began to carry around on their mats all those who were in bad shape to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he entered villages, towns, or countryside, people were placing the sick in the marketplaces and begging him to let them touch even the zitzit of his garment. And all who touched it were being healed. And that wraps up all of our readings for today. If you are reading through the apostolic writings twice in this reading cycle, you will also read 1 Corinthians chapter 8. I am Sarah Ruth with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom. Until next time. Music